Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Today's Daf Masechus Gitin is Daf Yudches 18. We're beginning towards the top of the page, about six lines down. And we're going to have two main sections in today's daf. The first, we're going to have two arguments regarding when the effectivity of a get and a ksuva are had, as well as an additional psak about ksuva, which we'll get into. And then the second section is going to be two arguments between Rabbi Yechanan and Reish Lakish uh, regarding Rabbi Shimon's opinion, as well as regarding someone that commands a group to sign, to write a get for his wife, and then we'll have a conclusive story with Rishu and Levi that seems to bring it all together in terms of psak. So let's begin six lines down from the top of the page. Now we know that the halacha is that a woman is supposed to wait three months after being divorced in order to remarry, in order to distinguish between uh, zera la zera, means in order to know who the child's father is. If she'd marry within that time, perhaps she would have a child with undetermined paternal line. So she's supposed to wait three months. The machlekes we're going to have here is, when do the three months begin? <coughs> so it says the Gemara, Itmar. We have the following debate. When do we start counting those three months after the get for a woman to remarry? Rav, Rav says from the time of the giving, which is a logical position, because that's when he's fully separated from her, when he can no longer have relations with her, but before that, there's a chashash, maybe, if he was still with her, so it makes sense to start at Nesina. Shmuel says, you start counting the three months from the time that the get was actually written. I guess we assume that the moment the get is written, that he's not going to have relations with her, thereby creating any issue of potential paternity. According to the opinion of Shmuel, becomes a little bit of a difficult thing to determine because Yaimru, people are going to say, there's two women in one courtyard, means both women received the get, and then the husband went away. One of them is going to be prohibited for another three months, but the other, because the get that she received was written with an earlier date, so it was written earlier, so she'll be permitted uh, within the three months, means let's say it was written a month before, so she'll be permitted only after two months, meaning if you follow the ksiva, there's an inconsistency this creates, and that creates confusion. So Amalei Abayi, Abayi said back to Rav Nosem Barashaya, Zuz mangita mechiach Zuz mangita mechiach Each one, the time of the get, is indicative about the situation. Means this is not a situation of confusion. Since it's determined by the ksiva, and the guy went overseas, so there's no issue afterwards of maybe him uh, fathering a child with one of these women, so the time of the get will determine then that the um, that uh, that's why you waited three months from that time, and that's not an issue. The Gemara says you have a Bryce that supports the opinion of Rav, you start the three months from the Messina, and we have a Bryce that supports Shmuel, that it's from the Ksiva. 
So the price that supports Rav states as follows. Somebody sends a get to his wife in Ishtar, and the shliach took three months to deliver it. The moment it gets to her hand, she has to then start counting the three months before she can remarry. You see clearly the count only begins, like Rav said. Now we're also not concerned about get yashon. We'll learn about this later in the Masechta. But Rashi explains over here, get yashon is where a man writes a get and does not give it to her yet. And between the writing and uh, after the writing, before he delivers it to her, he's misyachi with her. So he has, he has relations with her. And the issue then is, is that perhaps she'll become pregnant, she'll have the child, and then when he gives her the get eventually, decides to divorce her, after she's had that child, people will look back and see that the get seems to have been before, and they'll say she had a child out of wedlock, which will create a bad name for the child, not a mamzer necessarily, but a bad name. So this is not a concern of get yashan, because, says the b'raisa, he wasn't nisyachid with her anymore, meaning we know that he's overseas, he's not here, and that's not going to be an issue. But the kids are this price that supports Rav, you start counting Mishas Nesina. Tanikvasid Shmuel, we have a different price that supports Shmuel that it's Mishas Ksiva, the three months, because the price is the Mashlash Gedli Ishta. If somebody get, sends a get, sorry, he gives a get to a Shliach, because he's going overseas, and he says to the Shliach, um, I want you to give this get to my wife after three months. And he leaves, means he's not around. So the halacha is. Uh, the Omer, and he says, Al He says, Only give this get to my wife after three months. The Bryce of Haskins very clearly, the moment the get is given, which is after three months from when it was originally written and the date inside of it, the Ksiva, she's allowed to get married immediately. And again, We're not concerned about get Yashin because again, he's not here since he's not around. We're not worried that he was Nisyachid with her causing some suspicion about her child, and therefore she can actually remarry immediately upon receiving this get. Gemara tells us, Rav Kana, Rav Papi, Rav Ashi, Avdi, Mishask, Siva. So three of the Amoraim, Paskind, like Shmuel, you follow, the three months begins from the Ksiva. Rav Papa, Rav Huna, Braid, Rav Yeshua, and these two Amoraim, Avdi, Mishask, Nesina, they counted the three months from the Shas Nesina, like Rav. The Hilchas, Mishask, Siva, but the is like Shmuel, you count the three months from the time that the get is written. Again, Lechari, you have to say, it only would, really would be effective when there's no get yashan issue, but if he was nisyachid with her following the ksiva, that itself would be a psul, like we'll learn later in the Masechta. But assuming that wasn't an issue, you actually follow Mishas ksiva. Let's move on to the second debate of the day. Itmar. Now the halacha is, man divorces his wife, he has to pay her up a ksuva. And we also know that there's a halacha, that when Shemitah hits, Shemitah cancels any debts that were created prior to Shemitah. Ksuva is essentially a debt. So at what point would the Ksuva take on form of being like a debt following divorce that it's cancelable? Now really what this is going to be contingent on is that Ksuva should become like an ordinary debt when it starts to be collected, as the Torah then says you can't collect it following Shemitah, but that means that it was something that was to some degree collected, as we're going to learn about now. So when that occurs, it becomes like a debt that could be canceled by Shemitah. So when is this effectively a regular debt that it could be canceled by Shemitah? Rav Amar, Mishatifka So there's two things that have to happen. One, some of the debt has to be collected. The ksuva has to be somewhat collected. Uh, uh, collected. Motion of Tifkom is lacking, meaning 
when he pays up some of it, so she revealed that this is something she wants to collect, and therefore it's like a debt that now could be canceled by Shemitah. But in addition, Betiskaif, she has to also make it that the remaining part of the debt is like an ordinary loan, and therefore it leaves, as Rashi explains over here, the status of Maisa Bezdin, something that is performed by Bezdin that is permanent, that won't be canceled by Shemitah, and now it's like a regular Shtarchov. So you need both steps in the process. She collects some of Riksuv already, as well as she makes the remainder of it from a Maisa Bezdin, from like a condition as established to override Shemitah from Bezdin to being an ordinary loan. Shmuel Amar Shmuel says it's either or. Meaning, if she collects some of it, even if she doesn't make the rest of it into a loan, and or if she makes the rest of it into a loan, even though she doesn't collect any of it. That supports Shmuel, that it's either or. That supports Rav, you need both steps. As the Brisa says, When is this Ksuva able to be canceled by Shemitah? So the Bryce says very clearly she has to collect some of it as well as make the rest of it into an ordinary loan. Then it's removed from my Sabezdin status and now it's like an ordinary loan, can be canceled by Shemitah. But Pagma Veloy Zakfa or Zakfa Veloy Pagma, if she only did one of the two processes, in a Mishametes it's not canceled by Shemitah, until she does both steps in the process. Clear support to Rav's opinion. That supports Shmuel. The Bryce says, if a person owes, he was ma'anis a woman, so he owes her the uh, knas, the uh, penalty the Torah gives, which is 50 silver coins, because he was ma'anis a besula. Or the knas, knas refers to Maitzi Shemra, if somebody cast dispersion, his wife wasn't a besula, he also has to pay her a certain penalty. Upitoi, or if he seduced a woman, also has to pay a certain penalty. Viksuvas isha, and that's the point, and when it comes to viksuvas isha, shezak fun bemilve mishantin, the moment it be, is created status of being an ordinary loan, it can be canceled by Shemitah, and if not, it, it's not going to be canceled by Shemitah. So you see, even though it wasn't yet collected, one of the two is enough to make it into an ordinary loan to be collectible by, to be canceled by Shemitah. And the Brisa finishes off, what is the determinant when it's considered collectible, uh, sorry, de- de- determined uh, at, to be a loan and not Maisa Beisden anymore? When she stood up in court, meaning when the husband and wife are stood up in court and she claims the money, so that already would make it into a loan and not a tonight based in anymore. And then what would emerge is that Shemitah would now cancel it out. So this is support to Shmuel. It doesn't have to be she actually collected. It could be one or the other, and it would already be cancelable by Shemitah. Okay, final point in this section. Amr Shmuel, he says a chiddush regarding Ksuva. So the Shmuel says like this, Ksuva kemaisa beizdin damya. Just as we said before, Maisa Bezdin is unique in certain ways, and Ksuva is also going to be like that. So we're going to show Maisa Bezdin, something that is done by Bezdin, conditions that are established essentially by Bezdin. The halacha is, is that <coughs> even if it's written at day and signed at night, it doesn't make a difference because as Rashi explains, the effectivity of it is that Bezdin does it. You don't need the signatures theoretically. So therefore, things that are accomplished by Bezdin even without signatures is effective. So if it's signed at night after the day, it's not a problem. So Shmuel says Aksuva has the same reality. Ma Maisa Bezdin, Nechtavin Bayan Balaila. It can be written by day and signed at night because Bezdin has the capacity to accomplish a reality with a document of sorts 
without the signatures altogether, so you don't even need them. Therefore, if it's mukdam, it's not a problem. Af ksuva, so too with ksuva, nechteves bayim, written by day, v'nechtemes balayla, and signed at night. Rashi explains, because the effectivity of ksuva isn't necessarily the signatures, but rather it's kirov chasnus, hu chayel shiabuda v'afal It's the closeness of the wedding, of the chuppah that's occurring, the marriage that causes the obligations of the ksuva to take effect, and therefore even without the signatures, the ksuva would already be considered effective. So if it's muktam, it wouldn't be an issue. So if it was written by day, signed at night, this is not a problem. Gemara tells us an incident, which is a chiddush. Gemara tells us a story that seems to highlight this. The ksuva of Rabbi Chia, the son of Rav, was written by day and signed the, the night after. So how... Have Rav Hasan Rav was there, but Leyam Aluv he didn't say anything. So Leyam Kishmul Sfirle Lechayer Rav held like Shmuel that Ksuvas like Ma'isa based in and Muktam is not a problem. So the Gemara answers, no, really, it could be Rav held. There would be an issue of having it written and signed day and night. The, it, but the reason it was acceptable here is Asukin Ba'isa Inyan Havu is that the Ksuva was being written in the entirety of the interim between day and night, meaning that, as Rashi explains over here, from the writing until the signing, the witnesses were available to sign, the point is, but they were just busy writing it, and it happened to be. Shkia occurred, and therefore it went from day to night. But since they were still involved in it, the Tanya, the Brisa illustrates, Amr Belazar bar Rabbi Tzadik, we only say there will be an issue of hakdama, of, 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 uh, of a do- document being considered separated by day and night would be an issue, is when they're not continuously involved in that matter. But if they are continuously involved, then it would be acceptable. So Rashi explains the reason for that is because really what creates the kol, you know, what creates the knowledge of a ksuva or of a document of sorts is the signatures. However, when the chasana is going on, everybody is witnessing that the chasana began by day and the ksuva was beginning to be written by day and only signed at night, the call already emerges by day because everybody witnesses what's going on and that the witnesses are, the Adam were supposed to sign, are already available, they just weren't able to sign it by day. So since it already occurs from day through the night, that would be an effective sort of ksuva or shashtars as Rashi learns over here. But perhaps Rav would disagree with Shmuel in general if it was written by day and then signed the night after. That would be an issue of haktama, a separation between day and night, and that would not necessarily be acceptable. Continues the Gemara, Rishimun Machshir, section 2 of the day. We said in our Mishnah that there was a machloikis. If you had a, a get that was written by day and signed at night, since it's a separate day, Tanakama said it's invalid, and, and Rabbi Shimon said it's acceptable. Amar of my time, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi says, what's the reasoning of Rabbi Shimon? Kasav, Rabbi Shimon holds. Kivan shenasan of lagarsha, once a man wants to divorce his wife, let's put in parentheses, that means he writes the get. Shuv ein loipeiras, he no longer has claim to her fruits. So now what that would mean practically is, is that if she would come afterwards and say, I want to claim back the fruits that he sold off, she'd be doing the right thing. Because whatever date is stated in the document means from this time of the Ksiva, that is the time that he no longer has claimed to her fruits. Therefore, says Rabbi Shimon, there's no problem if it's written by day and signed the night after, because there's not going to be an issue of Peros collection, as she could collect Bedin based on the date in the get. Now, I'm just pointing this out over here, but this does not seem to take into account the issue of Rabbi Yochanan. Meaning Rabbi Yochanan, oh no, in a chenami, right? That's what we said. 
Rabbi Yochanan in the previous sugya explained that the machlekes in the Mishnah between Tanakam and Rabbi Shimon was gufa the machlekes between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. And Rabbi Shimon actually sided with the underlying Sfarah of Reish Lakish, Mishum Peiro. Since that's the reasoning, there's no problem because the moment he wants to divorce her, he can, the husband can no longer claim the Peiros. So actually, it doesn't need to address Rabbi Yochanan's concern because Rabbi Yochanan himself said Rabbi Shimon doesn't follow his opinion. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, now we have a machlekes Reish Lakish Rabbi Yochanan. How far this leniency goes? Rabbi Shimon would only permit such a scenario written by day and signed at night if it was signed the night after. Means the immediacy following the writing. It was a different day, but it was immediately after. But if we're dealing with a case where the get was written by one day, and then maybe ten days later, or multiple days later, it was signed, that would not be acceptable according to Rabbi Shimon. That would be an issue. Why? Turning to Chesimot Beis, because Chashin and Shema Payas were concerned, maybe in the interim he appeased her, and maybe they had relations, and if they had relations, that's an issue already of Get Yashan, because maybe they'll have a child, and there will be sort of aspersions against that child when the get emerges with an earlier date. So therefore, Rish Lakish says, we cannot apply the leniency when there's a significant break of days between the Ksiva and the Chasima. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says, Even if it was written one day and then signed ten days later, that still would not be problematic, that would still be acceptable according to Rabbi Shimon as well. Why? Because in Isa de Pais, if he did appease her, there is a call, there is a rumor of the matter. Rashi explains because the neighbors hear them fighting and then they hear things calm down. So they'll understand then that he didn't divorce his wife earlier and then there won't be any issue of get yashan, of a uh, emergence of, there won't be any issue then of perhaps them thinking that the child was born out of wedlock, etc. Okay. Continues the Gemara, another machlek is Rabbi Yechonarish Lakish, Itmar, Amr Lassara, Kis, Fugedli, Ishti. If he said, a person said to ten people, write a get to my wife, Amr Rabbi Yechonan, Shnaim, Mishumedim. Two of those people have to be the Ere Chasima, means the proper Edim to sign the get. Vikulam, but the rest of them have to sign, Mishum Tenai. So Rashi explains like this, the rest of them have to sign just as a condition for the effectivity of the get, because he wants to shame her. It sounds a little terrible, but the point is, is that Rabbi Yochanan is saying, he only means to make two of them the proper Ere Chasima, the rest of them, he just wants to embarrass her in public, and therefore he said, the get should only be effective if the rest of them sign, but they're not actually the Ere Chasima. Rish Lakish says, no, he means to make all ten of them proper Ede Chasima. What's the case over here? If the husband didn't tell in the command, all of you, he didn't say the word all of you, so the problem with that is that we have a Mishnah later, it says, He says uh, to ten people, just write, write again to my wife. So one writes it and two people have to sign it. They don't all have to sign it because he didn't say kulchem. So the Gemara says, Elad must be that he said to the ten people, all of you should already get to my wife. So the question now is, my benayu. But then what's the distinction between Rabbi Yochan and Rish Lakish? Ultimately, they all have to sign it. If they all have to sign it, which is what the Mishnah there says, the end of that Mishnah on Pevav, at Samachvav, excuse me, it says over there that they all have to sign it when he says Kulchan. So then what's the difference if the rest of them are signing it as Tenai? And not as Ere Chasima, or if the rest of them are signing it as the actual Ere Chasima. So the Gemara says two nafkaminas. Ika Benayu number one, De Chasum Two of them signed it on the day of the command, Ve'enoch Mikan Va'adasar Yamim. And then the rest of them signed it ten days after the Ksiva. So now, 
Manda Amar Mishum Tanai, according to Rabbi Yechanan, who says that they weren't really integral as the Ere Chasima. So Kasher, not a problem, means this would still be acceptable. This wouldn't be an issue of Get Muktam. Means again, according to the Rabbana, that you can't write it on one day and sign it on the next, still it wouldn't be a problem because they're not really Ere Chasima. They're just there to shame her, essentially. According to Reish Lakish, who says that they're all supposed to be Edom, that was the intent of the husband. So puzzle, because that's an issue of, of, of get muktam, as the rest of them were also supposed to be proper Edom, and they signed too late. Inami, an alternative distinction between Rebbechan and Reish Lakish. If it turned out that one of the witnesses who signed, let's say he signed later in the get, is a Karav or a Pussel. See, if it's a Karav or a Pussel, but it doesn't, there, it wasn't really necessary for the Eidos involved, like Rebbechan, the get would still be effective. But if it is necessary, like Reish Lakish, so the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, says Rashi, so the get would be problematic, according to it would be problematic. The Gemara just continues on the same note. Now, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the Gemara is about to say, What happens if the Karver Puzzle didn't sign later in the get, but actually signed as one of the first two? So now, what's the halacha? So, certainly with Rish Lakish, it would be a problem because they all need to be acceptable. But in Rabbi Yochanan, there's some say it would be kosher and some say it would be pasal. Amri la kosher tenaihu. So some say it's kosher because it's a tenai. And as Rashi explains, the husband obviously meant to say not necessarily the first two signatures are the Aden, but the ones who are kosher. And since the one signed in the beginning was pasal, he was part of the tenai, but not part of the ere chasima proper. Amri la pasal, but some say pasal because asili chalufe vishtaris ta'ama, because people will look at this get and they'll say, you see the one who signed on it is a kush, is a carver pasal, and if he's acceptable for this, so maybe he's acceptable for other documentation, and there'll be machshir kroivim repsulim elsewhere. So therefore, there's a, a gezerah that's really problematic. Mara tells us a story with Rabshub and Levi. A guy said to 10 people, now, he doesn't say this in the Gemara, but Rashi, you have to add this in. He said, Kulchem ishti. <clears throat> Rashi understands it. He said, all of you write a get for my wife. So what happened was, Chasum ten of them, uh, two of them signed that day, and then the rest signed within ten days, but it was a significant break. So Azalikami Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, they came from Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, and Amar Levi, Rabbi ben Levi said to this guy, Kedai Rabbi Shimon, turning to your testament Aleph, Rabbi Shimon is reliable, to rely on him in this tough situation. Rashi learns either the husband had left overseas or she had already remarried, it means there was some extenuating circumstance that we really wanted this get to be effective. So what's the point is that even though it's a get muktam because the signatures weren't done right next to the signing, the, the writing of the get, eight of them were done later, Days later, it's still acceptable. You can rely on Rabbi Shimon. Asks the Gemara, "What do you mean, rely on Rabbi Shimon?" Reish Lakish interpreted that Rabbi Shimon only allowed it when the signing is done immediately, the day, the night after, but not within ten days. So how can you rely on Rabbi Shimon if Reish Lakish interprets Rabbi Shimon that what he wouldn't agree that this is acceptable? So the Gemara answers, Rabbi Shua ben Levi held like Rabbi Yochanan in that regard. As we said, Rabbi Yochanan said, even Mikan Vadasaryam is acceptable. We're not concerned about Get Yashin because Kala Islu. There's a rumor to the matter that people would know about, it. the neighbors would hear. The problem is, but if he holds like Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan himself wouldn't have to come on to the issue here of get muktam. Means in Rabbi Shimon's opinion, even according to the Rabbanan, he held that the other signatures 
are just Mishum Tenai. So this is not even an issue of get Muktam at all because the rest of them are not Ere Chasima. So then why was Rabbi Shub and Levi saying can rely on Rabbi Shimon's Shita? You don't have to rely on it. Even according to the Rabbanan and the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan, the rest of them are, are, are just uh, signing because of Tanai, and this should be acceptable. So the Gemara answer is, In that regard, Rabbi Yeshua and Levi holds like Reish Lakish. So what emerges? He holds like Reish Lakish, in regards to the fact that Mikan Vadasara Yamim Rabbi Shimon would be matir that. That's still acceptable because he's not Chayshish for Get Yashan, etc. However, he holds like Reish Lakish in regards to the fact that the, all of the Edom, when he says Kulchem, Ishti, are meant to be Edei Chasima. Based on that, he said, we can rely on Rabbi Shimon even though there is a uh, requirement for them all to sign because they're all Edom, like Rish Lakish teaches us, since Rabbi Shubin Levi held like Rabbi Shim Rish Lakish in regards to them all being Edei Chasima. But he also held like Rabbi Yochanan, Mikan Varasar Yom is acceptable, so you can rely on Rabbi Shimon and say, in this extenuating circumstance, this get is still acceptable. Okay, we're going to stop here at top of Yotes and Mudalaf. Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Daf Yotes. We're stopping here at the Mishnah. Everyone have a wonderful day.